Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini-episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Typically, the questions we consider will line up with our larger topic for the season. That's certainly true for our time today. We are discussing Romans on Knowing Faith this season, and joining us today is Dr. Stephen Yule. Dr. Yule is Associate Professor of Biblical Spirituality at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's the author of several books, including, but not limited to, William Perkins, The Father of Puritanism, Hope Deferred, The Blessings of Adoption, and The Inner Sanctum of Puritan Piety, John Flavel's Doctrine of Mystical Union with Christ. Dr. Yule, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. All right, Dr. Yule, here's our big question. What is mystical union, and how is it at play in Romans 6, 1 through 11? That's a great question. Um, Really important. Uh, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, I think it was Martin Lloyd-Jones. I'm almost absolutely certain it was Martin Lloyd-Jones who said that the the doctrine of mystical union with Christ is is the most important doctrine that we can uh, comprehend and apply as believers, and uh, the difference really between life and death. And so when we speak of mystical union with Christ, we're really referring to what it means for Christ to baptize us with the Holy Spirit into his body, whereby mm-hmm. we become one with Christ. Right. Uh, the Puritans like to describe it as an indissoluble union, hmm. whereby we are one with Christ in God's estimation. And obviously we, we can see the implications of that for the doctrine of justification. You know, what is Christ becomes ours, what is ours becomes Christ's. We see the implication for that when it comes to adoption. Because we are now one with the Son of God, we become sons of God. And the implications of that for sanctification, very significant. That because we are one with Christ, we are one with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. Legally so, but also practically so. Because of the Mm -hmm. indwelling presence of the Spirit of God, Christ's death, burial, and resurrection become realities in our lives that are to shape our attitude towards sin and temptation. And that seems to be the great theme then of Romans chapter 6, that you have two men in Romans chapter 5, right? Adam and Christ, the first Adam, the last Adam. You have two masters in Romans 6, sin and righteousness. You have two marriages in Romans 7, the law and Christ. And then you have two minds in Romans 8, mind set on the flesh, mind set on the spirit. And so the entire section, that big chunk of Romans, uh, really hangs on this wonderful theme known as uh, mystical union with Christ. And Romans 6 in particular, then those two masters that we're now knit together with Christ, one with Christ, one with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. And we are now called as Christians to act like it, live it out in our 24-7 daily approach to the Christian life. Yeah. Dr. Yule, that is... um this is something that over the last few years, it was actually at a previous institution where you and I were both at for a season, where I encountered the doctrine of union with Christ for the first time. I had never even heard it or considered it. And it was actually in a class, and I can remember the professor reading Romans 6, 5. And I think for our listeners, this maybe this is the mystical part of the doctrine of mystical union. But in Romans 6, 5, it says, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Mm -hmm. And Paul's use of this union language, particularly when it refers to the actual historical works and events of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, I I think I think that Christians and I think that thoughtful Christians and and people who want to believe that we are in Christ Jesus, they struggle with this 
because it feels like, in what way am I united to Jesus in death and resurrection? Aren't these historical events that happened real time with the real son of God, Jesus Christ? In what way can it be said that I'm united? Is that is that the mystical part of the doctrine of mystical union where it just feels like, listen, it's uh, I feel like maybe it was uh, Bob Inc. Or, or maybe it was Burkhoff that said a dynamic and vital union that we mm-hmm. share with Christ. Mm-hmm. Is that what this is playing at? Because it can sometimes feel like almost ethereal to talk about union with Christ, almost just abstract. Yeah, that that's a really important question as well. And, and maybe – Maybe it is worth backing up just a little bit. That word mystical, it can be misleading, right? Right. Because of how the word is usually used today, either in reference to the mysterious yeah. or in reference to something that is purely subjective. Um, mystical union with Christ, as used sort of in a Reformed tradition, is referring to the work of the Holy Spirit, the experiential work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. So there's nothing mm. mysterious about it. Um, it is rock solid. It is being brought into union with Christ by virtue of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence in us. And because we are now one with him, yes, those historical events, historical realities are now ours. They are counted to us. Christ's death, burial, resurrection. We have died a legal death with Christ. And we have been buried and we've been raised in newness of life. And yet then that vitality, that vital part of the union whereby the Spirit of God now dwells in us and by means of the Word of God makes the Word come alive. That which the Mm -hmm. Spirit has inspired, He now illumines. And we are filled with the Spirit, filled with the Word of God. And there is then that experiential knowledge of the things of God flowing from that vital union with Christ by means of the Holy Spirit. So, Dr. Yule, uh, Paul ties this doctrine into the topic of baptism. So let me just ask us one question kind of to land the plane here. Does our, is our union with Christ affected at baptism? Because somebody might read this passage and think, well, I, I, I don't enjoy mystical union with Christ until I've actually received water baptism. But that's not the case, right? No, I don't think that's where Paul's going in, in Romans 6. I think certainly water baptism in many ways is a wonderful picture of the reality of union with Christ, that we enter into the waters of baptism, we're buried with him in baptism, and we emerge, and all of that's being expressed, that we're now one with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. But the actual act of water baptism itself isn't affecting this. It is declaring it, proclaiming it, illustrating it, exemplifying it. But this is actually a reality we enter into through faith, whereby Christ takes hold of us by the Holy Spirit. We take hold of Christ through faith, Therefore, we become one with him. Christ baptizes us with the Holy Spirit into his body. And then, yes, wonderfully portrayed and proclaimed in water baptism. So that, that is an important distinction to, to make uh, and to clarify because there is nothing, you know, magical here. There is nothing uh, sacramental going on that affects it. No, it is. It is through faith in Christ that we enter into the promised Abrahamic blessing, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Christ takes hold of us by that spirit, therefore making us one, one with him. That's good. Dr. Ewell, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. All the best, Kyle. After the Fact is brought to you by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. If you want to study with incredible professors like Dr. Yule, head over to sbts.edu and discover why Southern Seminary is trusted for truth.